2: number to call area code 866-423-9578 area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air bible talk with pastor emory moss and all i've got to say is run to win wow fantastic what a wonderful show you know i always get uh, brought up to date on everything that's happening by listening to my friend daryl wood man what a great show Uh, The interviews he does and uh, the kind of facts he uh, brings out. Indispensable for someone who wants to know about what's happening in our world today uh, and how to uh, handle the ballot box correctly, let us say. He helps us in our voting strategy, doesn't he? All right. The number to call here, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Do I have a challenge for you? Uh, but first, I have to set it up. And before I set it up, let me talk to Angela and see what's on her mind. Hello, Angela. Oh, hi, Pastor. How you doing? Okay. Well, I just got
3: a question. Do you believe in premonitions? I mean, that people can predict bad things or good things. What does the Bible say about that? I mean, sometimes I feel like I can, I can predict things, particularly bad things. and They come true sometimes. Does that mean something? I suppose. Well, I, I, predict-
2: I, well, it could mean that you're a good guesser. I mean, if uh, what can happen is if you anticipate a lot of bad things happening, it shouldn't surprise you if something mm-hmm. bad occurs. But that doesn't mean that it it's some kind of special gift or anything. It just kind of uh, think uh, the understanding is that uh, sometimes bad things happen, sometimes good things happen. Does the Bible believe people can have premonitions? No, the Bible doesn't talk about any natural premonitions. There's things that God can tell you if he wants to tell you them. But uh, in terms of you being born with the natural gift to do it, the Bible doesn't talk about that at all.
3: No, okay. I got one more question. Why did God create people of different races and different species, like animals and humans? I mean, people talking about there's so much racism in the world, but in would God created people that were hurters. I suppose. I don't know, but well, what, what happens think? is God
2: did not create racism. All right, God created human mm-hmm. beings. We need to understand what the uh, definition of racism is. Racism is any act, attitude, done by a person or an institutional structure that subordinates a person because of their race, religion, national origin, color, or age. That's racism. God, what God did was made, man, uh, created men, men and women. As men and women uh, travel to different parts of the world and as their body adapted to different environments, it's where the different shades of skin come in. Uh, In fact, anthropology, what you need to do if you want to know about how biological uh, – first of all, there's only one race, the human race. Just as there's only one sheep, but sheep have different colors. uh, One kind of horse, but they have different colors. Color is actually a minor. Thing. It doesn't mean anything, actually, in the human uh, dynamics. Uh, but men, of course, with our limited knowledge of morality, create racism out of it. But men changed that they went to different environments. Those who went up north, uh, a, a lighter skin complexion. Those who went south, Africa, a darker skin complexion. But God just made man, and man adapted to his environment. In terms of our uh, biological uh, differences, they are of minor importance. All right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what you need to do on that is just study a simple book on psychology. In fact, a real study, which I had in school, anthropology, that explains how the different uh, races came to be. It wasn't that God made a black man a yellow man. (laughs) No, this is all explained by biology pretty well. There are reasons why man's changed in different environments. And as they stayed in that environment, their offspring uh, picked up those same minor traits to help them deal with the environment. I could go into it in more detail, but an anthropology course explains it all, Angela, and it's not as deep as you might think. I appreciate your call. She always asks some good, good questions. All right, number to call here, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. Do I have a challenge for you? Now, this challenge is directed at pastors, but actually it's for everybody. It is for everybody. So let me set you up with this particular challenge, all right? It's from Watchman Fellowship Incorporated, right? A very good website that you can uh, look at, a very good one. Uh, and, And here's how it goes, all right? It says, in this poll, Protestant ministers were asked to rate their familiarity with the core beliefs of 13 different religious groups, using a scale of one, not at all familiar, to five, extremely familiar, the report found the majority, now look at this, look at this, this is amazing. The, the report found the majority of Protestant ministers, majority of them, had limited familiarity or no familiarity with every religious group named in the poll. <laughs> wow, right? The majority of Protestant ministers not familiar with the false religions that are out there. Uh, to me, friends, that's just like saying, uh, you know, we've take, taken a survey of doctors and uh, many of them don't understand disease. You know, they study uh, something, but they don't understand disease because cults represent the disease of, uh, of religion. And uh, it should be more pastors familiar with this. In fact, the article goes on to say, so what groups were most, most likely to be extremely familiar to Protestant ministers? Roman Catholicism, 41%. Only 41% of Protestant ministers understand the difference between Catholicism and Protestantism. Judaism, 33%. Protestant ministers knew that. Wow, that leaves a good seventy percent out of the ring there. Mormonism only twenty-one percent, and I mean clearly, Mormons—they're a cult. Jehovah's Witnesses only twenty-one percent of Protestant ministers understood or knew any, knew anything about this group. If one of their church members were to go into it, they would say, "What church are you going to?" They'd say, "Jehovah's Witnesses." They'd say, "Oh, okay. Wow." On the other end of the scale, the survey found large numbers of Protestant clergy show little or no familiarity with the beliefs of Buddhism, Hinduism, Satanism, Scientology, Baha'i, Wicca, and Sikhism. All of these groups, false groups that definitely can attract people into them and could even try to seduce members away from your church because these groups masquerade as Christians. And Protestant ministers don't know anything about them like they should? Well, I'm going to give a t- test to you to see if that's true today, all right? But before we get there, okay, let's go and talk to Barbara in Michigan. Hello, Barbara, how you doing?
1: Oh, fine, I'm doing okay. I just have a question. Uh-huh. What did it mean when Jesus said he took captivity captive?
2: All right. When he said he took captivity captive, actually, we're, not, uh, we're talking about something that the Bible says, not something that Jesus uh, said, actually. Okay. Uh, what verse are you working off of? I think you're working off of uh, it, Ephesians. Right?
1: I don't know the verse. I just always, you know, I know that's in the Bible. I always hear it, and I never have a clue what that means. And...
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, what he's talking about there. In terms of taking captivity captive, it has to do, uh, not in well, what it was, it wasn't a statement that was made uh, by Jesus. It's something uh, that is talking about, uh, 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 in other words, taking captivity captive had to do with what happened uh, actually when Jesus rose from the dead. Uh, what we're seeing in open Ephesians chapter 4 is what we're looking at, at verse 8 where it says, wherefore, he says, when he ascended up on high. Now, this is talking about when Jesus ascended up on high, right? Wherefore, Mm -hmm. when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now, so that's the verse you're looking at. That's the verse you're talking about and asking what it means. Now, as we go into answering this, Barbara, remember the way to always deal with interpretation in the Bible is always, even though we have our target verse, the verses uh, before before it and afterwards have to be studied to bring it out completely. So so where it says, wherefore he says, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Then verse 9, now that he ascended, uh, what is it that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? Okay? So before he ascended up, you know, up, went into heaven here. He descended into the lower parts of the earth. Now, the question is, what is this talking about? To many people, it sounds as if it's talking about uh, him going into hell. Okay, Is that what you've heard before? Um, yes,
1: yeah, something like that.
2: Okay, something, something like that, yeah. And that's pretty much where a lot of people come with that. However, when we actually uh, let Scripture interpret Scripture, uh, the Bible seems to have a different explanation of that than the one that is given. Uh, And what happens is, what we need to do is go to Psalms 139. Psalms 139 uh, makes it clear. Uh, In fact, it it makes it clear to us, but it's an amazing uh, uh, scripture as it points this out. Psalms 139 and verse uh, 15, where it says, and we'll start into it at verse uh, 13. Psalms 139, verse 13. Now, this is what David writes. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in, the, in my mother's womb. Okay, So he's talking about his mother's womb. I will praise thee, verse 14, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and marvelous are thy works, that my soul knows right well. Now look at this. Watch this, Barbara. Verse 15. My substance. Now he's talking about his mother's womb, right? You see that in the text, correct? Okay. Okay. Then verse 15. My substance was not hid from thee when I was wrought in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. What is he calling the lowest parts of the earth? You tell me. (laughs) (laughs) His mother's womb. Notice, my substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Now, I could see how many people would think, well, he's talking about a compartment in hell or something. Well, the next verse explains it. Verse uh, 16, thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which is in continuance, was fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. So, what he's describing here in Psalms 139 is his incarnation, where, uh, you know, Jesus Christ is the word that was made flesh, okay, in his mother's womb. That is what he's talking about in 139. Now, uh, when he's talking about his, uh, uh, when he uh, went up, like, like in verse 9, over in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 9, now that he descended, first he came in the incarnation, right, in his mother's womb. What is it but he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth that was in her womb? He that descended is the same also that ascended, okay, far above all heavens that he might feel uh, all things in heaven and earth. That's talking about his resurrection, okay? And when it says he uh, uh, set captivity captive, remember, over in Ephesians 2, uh, the devil and demons, the devil is described as the prince of the power of the air. Where the demons uh, dwell, okay, when they're not roaming around on the earth, it's, uh, you know, up in the in the atmosphere. Right? They literally can travel to and fro. Uh, so when Jesus rose from the dead, he went straight to heaven, okay? set captivity captive. Any demon that was d- dwelling uh, uh, around him or, or in the earth, he went right through them to heaven. So that's what it's talking about here. Uh, the passage, it seems like it's talking about him going into hell. It's not. Psalms 139 makes it clear that that's the mother's womb. Okay? Uh, and his, uh, So it's talking about him, the incarnation, and then it's talking about what happened after he rose from the dead. OK. All right. Study that over and get yourself a good commentary mm-hmm. and it'll uh will uh, it'll it, it'll back it up.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I did want to make a comment because the person before was asking about how do we get so many races? And the Lord gave me a little wisdom on that. Can I just share that with you? Sure. Well, and I didn't get this from the... Well, I shouldn't say it that way. He just allowed me to know that we were made, you know, from the dust of the earth. And Mm -hmm. the dust is red, black, gray, dusty. So we were born, Adam and Eve were born mixed. They were carrying the jeans for red hair, blonde hair, black hair. They were carrying the jeans for all the races because they were made from the dust of the earth. And dust is about five, six, seven, eight different colors. So they were mixed. People think Adam and Eve looked alike, but... All their children look different.
2: Well, we They don't, just think they all well, had. Well, we don't know all that, but we do know this, that all of us came well, from they Adam were made and Eve. From the dust of, I know. they were made from the dust of the earth. I know, but I, and, I, and I'm acknowledging that, okay, but God can do anything oh. he wants from the dust of the earth. I'm not saying what you said is, is wrong. I like it. It's cute. But we, the key thing mm-hmm. for us to understand is that to God, physicality means nothing. The, the, all the uh, uh, things that we uh, ascribe to language, black, uh, red, yellow, that means absolutely nothing to God. The color of skin means nothing. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we've got to realize that. Jesus made mankind. okay We're the ones who came mm-hmm. up with making a big difference out of what color you were. There is n- n- none mm-hmm. of that. You won't see any significance given to color in the Bible at all. Not at all. I defy mm-hmm. anyone uh, to do it. okay uh, we all, In fact, the Bible is real clear. We're all from... Uh, Adam and Eve, uh, and, and uh, uh, Eve is the mother of all living. That's what it tells us in Genesis chapter 3. Mm-hmm. We're the ones who invented uh, the racism, races, uh, uh, the race mm-hmm. of men, or the differences in humanity is man just adapting to his environment. Simple as that. Nothing more than that.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Martha.
2: Appreciate it. Oh, okay. Thank you. Bye. All right. want to thank her. Boy, we got callers. Uh, uh, I won't, If I don't get to my challenge, that's all right, but I'm going to try. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back.
0: Tuesday on Truth For Life, Alistair Begg offers wise advice for every generation.
4: We take our children on our knees and we tell them, listen, honey, if you want to make it, you're going to have to be able to swim upstream. You will never amount to anything if you're
0: always flowing with the group. Listen Tuesday as we continue a series called Jars of Clay on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg, weekday mornings at 830 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Faith Talk, to Truth. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. Mike guarantees they will be the most comfortable sheets you've ever owned. The first night you sleep on a Giza Dream Sheet, you may never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors. And like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-919-5912. That's 800-919-5912. Or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout.
1: For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com.
0: This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute.
2: Mississippi has some heroes among them who must be recognized.
4: These people were instrumental in passing legislation that protects unborn babies from lethal discrimination. The Life Equality Act ends abortion when
2: done because of a child's race, sex, disability, or genetic makeup. State Rep. Carolyn Crawford authored the House bill. Senator Jennifer Branning sponsored it in the Senate. House Speaker Philip Gunn, State Rep. Nick Bain, Senate Judiciary Chair Bryce Wiggins, and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman provided crucial leadership to make this law. And we thank them from the bottom of our hearts. They're an inspiration to other state legislators.
0: For more information, visit our website at lifeissues.org and stay informed more informed than you've ever been
2: Call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. Here on Bible Talk, Pastor Emery Moss, the pastor of Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. Where I'm working like a dog. Before I came here, uh, from, in fact, from 11 until 1230, uh, this is on strictlybiblical.org. We had our prophecy class, and we were talking about uh, eschatology and uh, how there will be a rise in the kingdom of the occult. Uh, in the last days, and especially during the tribulation period. You can become a part of that class uh, by just logging on to strictlybiblical.org on Tuesday and be a part of that. Uh, And remember also our uh, live streaming uh, version of our service. We're not meeting uh, as yet, but we are meeting online. All you have to do is go to strictlybiblical.org, and you can find out about our 11 o'clock service. Uh, Definitely you will enjoy it, and I'm preaching there on the book of Revelation, and we're in chapter 9, talking about demon possession. So we ask you to log on and uh, as we continue in our ministry until we get back uh, in normal shape again, which definitely I'm sure is around the corner. We just have to keep praying and serving God. But ministry doesn't stop because of what's happening in our world right now. Uh, here, in, in terms of racism comes from people. God didn't make a black man, a brown man, all of this. This was man adapting to his environment. Simple as that. That's where the differences come from. The Bible is real clear. In Acts chapter 17, verse 26, Uh, and I'm here, I I use the Bible so much to show you guys that the Bible talks about more than you realize. It's just got to be taught and studied. It says here in Acts chapter 17, verse 26, And hath made of one blood, that's what it says concerning God, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. Of one blood blood we all come from one blood so what does that mean something that biologists already know to be true uh, they really went in the wrong direction when they came up with races because there's only one race the human race the black race the brown race No. okay all from one blood number to call area code 866-423-9578 let's go to martha in detroit martha what's on your mind
3: Hi, Moss. How's my mom doing? I beg your pardon? How's my mom doing, my mom? Okay. You, you. you. <laughs> uh, oh, how have I been? I've been fine. <laughs> okay, because i I haven't I haven't been able to call. I've been uh, well, I've been through quite a bit of moving and everything out. So I, I when I by the time uh, you're on, I'm too tired at night. Well, but um, I uh. I have a, a question, uh, Pastor Mark. Uh, is the gospel uh, the the same in every religion?
2: You you say this is the gospel of what now? Is the gospel the same for every religion? Is the gospel the same for every religion? No, I'd have to say it's yeah, not. I had
3: a I had a mistle given to me when I made my confirmation in the Catholic Church. And it had the gospel, and when I used to go to the church when I could, and the priest would uh, preach the gospel. Well,
2: I'll tell you this. Now, it is definitely possible. I can say this in the Roman Catholic Church. Even though there are things that uh, that are uh, not biblical in many cases, the idea of praying to Mary—that's not biblical. The only person mm-hmm. you can pray to is God. I'm sorry, uh, the apocryphal yeah. books that are accepted, right? Uh, the whole idea of purgatory. <laughs> Those things are not mm-hmm. biblical. However, definitely, the gospel of Jesus Christ is preached in the Catholic Church. Uh, they, mm-hmm. Jesus rose from the dead. He died on the cross for the, for your sins. Uh, they believe mm-hmm. that Jesus is coming back. So there's much Orthodox there. So there are Catholic uh, there are Christians within Catholicism. But one thing for sure, if you accept it all, lock, stock, and barrel, it can bring some trouble for you. Because there's only one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. So definitely while I would mm-hmm. not condemn uh, and say that all Catholics are, are not, uh, that there are no uh, Christians among Catholics, I would have to admit that there are things that is, are taught there that that are unbiblical. You've got people praying for the dead. You've got people in Catholicism who, if they want to sell their house, mm-hmm. they get the image of a saint, bury it and pray for it. None of this stuff, none of it mm-hmm. is in the Bible. So mm-hmm. need to be careful well,
3: okay. there. Hey, um. okay, Well, well, anyway, the gospel was always preached on Sunday.
2: Well, I tell you what, as long as the gospel is being preached, that's a good thing. And what we need to do (laughs) is make sure we keep the additions away from the gospel and just let it speak for itself. Thank you, Martha, for calling. I appreciate it. Haven't talked to her in a long time. Uh, And uh, any of you can call, of course, no matter what my agenda is, you can call with your very own. But I'm interested in seeing how well you do on this test that I'm about to give you, where basically – uh, what it's talking about is the fact that a lot of pastors don't know enough about the cults to help their people to get out of them or to avoid them. Okay, Not enough focus is on this. And you can watch it on television for yourself any Sunday. You'll see a lot of preaching on a lot of things, very eloquent uh, people, uh, but rarely is there any mention of the cults. And Watchman Fellowship Incorporated here on uh, the web Uh, they're talking about the problem, okay, where we're not being equipped and prepared to deal with this one area, which is amazing, all right? Uh, In fact, they go on to say, and then we get to our challenge, it says, For example, many Christians blindly accept the Mormon Church's claim that it is Christian. However, one of the core beliefs of the Mormon Church is that God was once a man on another planet, and that men on our planet also have the potential to become a god like him. That's Mormonism. So if you think they're a Christian, uh, you haven't read their books. Uh, certainly no Christian would claim that this belief represents biblical teaching. But many still believe Mormonism's claim to be Christians. Okay, To accept this claim, you must either be ignorant. Now, I'm not using ignorant in this way to put you down like uh, we used to on the street. You're ignorant. No, no. That just means you don't know. Okay, and uh, all an ignorant person has to do is to get knowledge. That's the name of the game, and that knowledge should definitely come out of pulpits. Okay, it says one must either be ignorant of Mormonism's core beliefs or simply refuse to acknowledge them. Unfortunately, as the poll, as the Ellison poll and other related studies indicate, this ignorance—and this is what this is shocking to me—but that's where we are today. That's where we are today. Says. These studies indicate this ignorance pervades many of our churches on both sides of the pulpit. That means in the pulpit and also in the pew. People are not being educated about these things, and uh, definitely it's important to do so. Now, the people who were failing the test here were ministers. Yeah, Watchman Fellowship gave this test to ministers, and they did a poor, poor job. Okay? So... Call your pastor and see if he can uh, pass this test. I'm going to take a cult here, just one of the many, start naming off. Uh, some of the things that this cult believes and see if you can identify it. Now, I'm not going to tell you whether you're right or wrong until the end, but let's get started. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. And remember, you can call here with any question you have about the Word of God, any inquiry, anything you want to know. Might be something I can't answer on the air because It might be too detailed. That's all right. I'll have the answer for you next time if I can't. But any question, anything about the Word of God is fair game on the Bible Talk program. That is what it is about, Bible Talk. All right. So let's get ready with our challenge. Let me give you, I'm going to give you just the belief system of this group. If you think you know which group this is, then give us a call. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. All right. Here's the first one. Doctrine. Okay. Now, I'm going to try as much as I can to avoid. Sometimes I give you too big of a clue. I want to try to make sure I make this as um, It will give you enough information, but not everything. Right. Um, This group believes that God is not spirit, but a man. Yeah. That God is not spirit, but a man. God is a man. This is a statement from this group. You've got to tell me the name of this group. God is a man, and we just cannot make him other than man. Okay? God is a man, and we just cannot make him other than man. At least we make him an inferior one. A spirit is subjected to us, and not we to the spirit. All right, it's it kind of convoluted to me. But basically, God is not spirit, but a man. God is a man, and we just cannot make him other than man. Least we make him an inferior one. A spirit is subject to us, and not we to the spirit. That's one statement made by this group. Is that enough for you to figure out which group this is? If not, don't call now, because I'm going to give you some other clues. Oh, yeah, I'm going to give you some other clues, all right? So if you're not ready to call, say, well, in your mind you might be saying, well, I want to listen a little more. uh, That's not enough. I think I got it, but if I just had a little more, I'm going to give you a little more right now. Here's the other teaching that comes from this particular group. If you know the answer, give us a call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. Here we go. The next clue is this. God is not eternal. He lives eternally and dies. <laughs> I mean, that to me is a very strange concept of God, but that's what this group believes. God is not eternal. He lives and dies. Okay, What group teaches this? Do you know? Give us a call. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Now, so far, the clues aren't getting you a lot of information. The more it goes, okay, the more clues you get, all right? So if you know the name of this particular false religion, okay, this false group gives a call at area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. I want to tell you something. There are people in this group today. It's still going on. A quite popular group. All right. I don't want to give you too much. But the more we go into it, the more things will come out about it. Pretty soon, I think there's going to be a dead giveaway clue. But if you're good at this, you will know before we get to the dead giveaways. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Your job is to name the name of the false religion, the false cult that we're dealing with, according to uh, the Watchman Expositor. Christian pastors could not answer these questions. They could not identify the cults by uh, knowing what their belief system was. Wow. Uh, To me, I'm not saying that all pastors need to be experts on the cults, but you do need to know something about it. What would you think of a a, a doctor who you ask a question and he didn't know anything about disease, all right? Or, you know, he's supposed to know that stuff, at least to some degree. Pastors need to know it to some degree, okay? Uh, So here's our next clue, all right? Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Remember now, any question you have about the Word of God, you can call. You can kick my challenge to the curb and ask a question of your very own. As long as we're talking about the Bible, we're doing what we are supposed to do here. Here's the next statement. Well, we all know that there was a God in the beginning. Now listen to this. Listen to this. There are people that believe this. Well, we all know that there was a God in the beginning that created all these things and do know that he does not exist today. So this group believes there was a God that created all things in the beginning, but he doesn't exist now. What happened to him? <laughs> but, but that's what they say. Let me stop. This is what they say. We, we all know that there was a God in the beginning that created all these things, And do know that he does not exist today. But we know again from that God, the person of God, continued until today in his people. All right? But we know again that from that God, the person of God continued until today in his people. What cult is this? Here's another part of this statement. And today, a supreme one, God, has appeared among us. With the same infinite wisdom to bring about a complete change. Now, that's a good clue. Uh, That may uh, help some of you, right? That there is a supreme one. Who uses language like this, right? Um, That there's a supreme one. God has appeared among us with the same infinite wisdom to bring about a complete change, right? So God, who created the universe, doesn't exist anymore. Well, you know, you you and I, I thought he was from everlasting to everlasting, beginning and the end, first and the last. Well, yeah, we're right in the Bible. But according to this particular false religion, uh-uh, right? That God is gone. Uh, but today, a supreme one God has appeared among us with the same infinite wisdom to bring about a complete change. Do you know the name of this cult? Okay, Don't be a chicken. Give it a... Uh, Give it a stab, give us a call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. What is the name of this cult group? Can you guess? Can you figure it out? We're going to take a break. We'll be right back.
4: Hey, Mike. How's the house coming along? Uh, needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The A.C. just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask HomeAdvisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, HomeAdvisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out.
2: Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app.
4: HomeAdvisor if
5: you're thinking about replacing your windows i want you to think about plastic that's right plastic most windows are made out of vinyl which is just a fancy word for plastic you know the same thing they make those flimsy cheap outdoor chairs from plastic the same thing you put your sandwich in or they make water bottles from plastic even expensive composite windows are really just plastic made with wood Plastic window frames will expand and contract and expand and contract and eventually warp in Michigan's nasty weather blunder. Here's a better idea. Call Performance Remodeling for heavy-duty fiberglass windows that won't warp, won't bend, and won't lose their shape. They look fantastic and come with real lifetime guarantees. We can do that because they're made from fiberglass, not plastic. Call Performance Remodeling today at 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com and replace all the windows in your house for as little as $2 a day. $2 a day. That's 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com.
2: and the night got deathly quiet and his face lost all expression said if you're gonna play the game boy you gotta learn to play it right you got to know That's right. you got to know when to run. And the time to run is when you're being confronted by the kingdom of the cult, unless you know, of course, how to defend the faith. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And I am surprised that not a single pastor, not a single Christian has called to take on my challenge today. Wow. All right. Nobody knows who you are. If you get it wrong, we're not going to laugh. <laughs> no, we're not. Okay, uh, But definitely, uh, can you identify? Because that's something you want to be able to do to help yourself, to help your family. Uh, definitely it's something that pastors need to know. The pastors should be able to tell uh, by a conversation with you uh, what kind of teaching you've been exposed to. And to possibly help you with the group that may lead you into error. Now, I want to tell you something. Any Christian church is that if you're going to a Christian church, stay there. But if you're in a church that's teaching things from the kingdom of the cults, you got to get out of it. But you cannot get out unless you're able to compare it with the Word of God. All right. So that's what uh, we're trying to do here: is help you to identify them. And uh, some of these uh, uh, some of these clues now are dead giveaways. Okay. So uh, we should be getting uh, a caller. Uh, pretty soon, all right? Once again, I'm going to give you quotes from this group. Okay, nobody has called to identify it yet. Here is another clue. There is no God living who was here in the creation of the universe, but they produce gods from them, and their wisdom lives in us. Okay? God is one of many gods. That's polytheism. Okay? This group believes in polytheism. Okay? Do you know what group this is? Number to call? Area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, uh, to get you to answer this question or ask any question you want, as long as it's about the Word of God, it is welcome here. Just give us a call, area code 866-423-9578. All right, here's another clue, okay? Maybe, and now these clues are getting more and more specific for you, so possibly that might be able to help you to guess which group this is. 6,000 years ago, okay, here we go. 6,000 years ago, or to be more exact, 6,600 years ago, uh, uh, we were taught that our nation gave birth to another god whose name was Yaqub. Right, six thousand years ago, or to be more exact, six thousand six hundred years ago, uh, we, our nation gave birth to another god whose name was Yakub. Which group is this? If you know, give us a call. Area code 866-423-9578. four two three nine five seven eight. We're going to go and talk to Jed in Dearborn. Hello, Jed. Hello. Um. Hi. Hi, Pastor Moss. How you doing? Um. Good. Good. Um.
6: So I, I'm not sure. I only heard a little bit of that last clue about the 6,000 years ago, and so I'm not sure about my answer now, but I was calling in based on what I heard before that. It sounds like um, the teachings of Mormonism, saying that there are gods begetting other gods. That's my understanding of Mormonism, so that seems to fit with what you were reading. But tell me if I'm, I'm right or
2: not. <laughs> well, I want to tell you something. The one thing that is, is very right about you is that you demonstrate mm-hmm. by what you said uh, the similarities between the kingdom of the cults. Uh, many of them mm-hmm. share similar doctrines, you know. Because what the devil, of course, wants to deny, uh, is that there is only one God. He himself was trying to take uh-huh. God's place, right? Uh, he's the one who promoted, uh, tried to promote the idea. In fact, to some degree of success, in the Garden of Eden, when he told Adam and Eve that you will be as gods. So actually, polytheism started with the devil. So therefore, Jed, your 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 brilliance is in pointing out that uh, this is a typical belief system in many cults, right? Uh, Christian Science shares this. The Unity School of Christianity shares this. uh, uh, And also the New Age Movement shares this all over the place, right? So that is the genius of what you said. That is a common theme that runs throughout the cults that was started by the devil. In other words, I tell people if you can't get past Genesis, if the group you're in can't get past Genesis chapter 3, and uh, you're saying that you're gods, you're in trouble, okay? So... Uh, so mm-hmm. what group did you, you? So you say Mormonism. Well, yeah, that, that's what I thought. But <laughs> okay, well, keep listening. You'll find but out. I'll keep listening. Yeah. You'll find out. Uh, this is Jed, right? Yeah, Jed. Okay, As a from yep. Dearborn. All right. <laughs> uh, definitely, I'm not going to give the answer yet. But what you said was, even if it's not exactly right, you understand something, and and that is uh, good to know. That there's somebody in Dearborn who does understand. The relate the relationships in the teachings in the kingdom of the cults. Thank you, my friend. Is there mm-hmm. any more work you've got for me? No, that's
6: all. I'll, I'll listen in for for the rest of the the rest of the story here.
2: All right. Thank you for calling. I'm here to work. Number to call: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code 866-423-9578 To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Let's go to Steve in Dearborn. Hello, Steve.
6: Good afternoon, uh, Pastor. Uh, I have a feeling it's Buddhism.
2: Okay, Buddhism. Okay, Why would you say that?
6: Well, for one thing, you know, the 6,000 years and people talk about China or or Tibet and the old how far back it goes and that sort of thing. Also, uh, the Dalai Lama. There's a succession uh, in place for the Dalai Lama, and that is pretty much their version of who God is. Uh And and when that person dies, there's another. There's a successor ready for them, Mm. which kind of folds into the you know the original God is not. Uh, alive anymore.
2: Well, I tell you what, uh, your understanding of uh, of Buddhist thought is really good. Uh, And what many people uh, don't understand about uh, Buddhist thought, if you look at the complete history of it, and you were giving us some good background, uh, there's two forms of it. Uh, The first one is uh, Theravada, which is called the lesser vehicle. Then there's another form, which is Mahayana, which is the greater vehicle. Now, what happened in the, uh, um, uh, the lesser vehicle, Buddha never claimed to be God at all. Uh, he actually was a Hindu uh, trying to help Hindus reach nirvana. And so he came up with the uh, Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path. Uh, so that's what he did. In fact, Buddha never said he was a messiah or anything. He told his disciples, Buddha told his disciples, to be a lamp unto yourselves. I'm just here to guide you. But that wasn't enough for the people. And so what happened is they literally turned uh, Buddha into a god and came up with the bodhisattvas And these are people who would uh, be able to uh, uh, go into nirvana, but they didn't. They came back to enlighten others. And that's when Buddha became uh, this godlike figure. You got little Buddhas and people playing, uh, praying to him. Uh, one writer was saying, actually, uh, Steve, that uh, Buddha would roll over in his grave because he never wanted people to uh, have idols and, and put put them in his name. Uh, but, uh, but definitely... There's something that you know is that Buddha Buddhism is a false system, uh, and it's important to know something about it, because this is another variant of the New Age movement, and it's on the rise. So let me put your name down. You're saying that this is Buddhism, all right? So we got yes. two folks yes. from Dearborn. Looks like Dearborn may be the winners today. We don't know. Well, keep listening, my friend.
6: I do have one question. Yes. Uh, I believe it's Daniel 6 when the when Nebuchadnezzar threw the three men because they would not bow down uh-huh. to, to the golden image? Right. Were they the first ones to be thrown into the furnace?
2: Uh, yeah, I believe so. But uh, in terms of Daniel chapter 6, were, were yes. there someone else that you uh, think was thrown in before them? or?
6: Well, the mere fact that Nebuchadnezzar said he wanted the, the heat turned up like seven times to what it normally is uh-huh. because of—and it's hard for me to pronounce the name of the three men, but you know, That's okay. obviously, yeah, right. you Check, know who me I mean.
2: Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh-huh.
6: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, the mere fact that they said, even if God will not keep us out of the furnace and, you know, we will— still not bow down to you. You know, the threat of being thrown in didn't make them change their mind. Their answer infuriated Nebuchadnezzar, and so he kicked it up. Now, that made me think, I'm wondering if there's a few other people maybe associated with these three men who refused.
2: Well, no, and, there's nothing and the, in the, and, yeah. Go ahead. Well, what happens is there's nothing in the text that leads us in that direction. Um, so in other words, uh, if it did happen, uh, as you're stating, we don't have anything in the Bible that indicates that. The only thing that is interesting, that when the, uh, the, the fire was made hot, uh, it did burn up the soldiers that were attempting to, th- that actually were putting um, Daniel and the Hebrew boys into the fire. That's yes. one thing we see. Mm-hmm. But in terms of there being uh, any before that, Nothing in the text says so.
6: Okay. But I didn't I didn't see anything, but you know, it just occurred to me when I was reading it that, you know, because why would he have the heat turned up all of a sudden? You well, know? just to scare I mean, he...
2: just to frighten it I think it was just to frighten the pajamas off of him. That's what he was okay. trying to literally do. Uh, But but here's a good thing, though, Steve, nothing is ever wrong with questioning the text, because as you do it, you're very uh, conservative. You didn't say that you knew, but it's good to explore because, uh, in fact, that's a a scientific technique and a theological technique of sometimes uh, opening up other things in the text that might not be there. So uh, uh, good job. Uh, Appreciate your call. And uh, find out if you uh, are a scholar for today, my friend.
6: Okay, God bless you.
2: God bless you. All right, going to take a break, and we'll be right back.
4: This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. To mainstream media, the designation Black Conservative represents a contradiction in terms. Conventional wisdom insists African Americans must automatically identify as progressive or even radical to be true to their racial identity. But a bold new film explodes that patronizing assumption with passion, wit, and a series of admirable examples. Uncle Tom features black leaders like Alan West, Herman Cain, Robert Woodson, Candace Owens, and my talk radio colleague Larry Elder, who's also one of the film's producers. Without narration or an overarching storyline, the film provides insightful sometimes intimate observations in vivid black and white. So the contemporary comments blend seamlessly with stunning historical footage. Uncle Tom is perfectly timed at a moment of accusatory hysteria and race relations. I'm Michael Medved.
5: Did you buy into the timeshare lies? I can tell you that I had a four-year experience with a timeshare corporation who did nothing but lie to me.
0: That swapping locations was easy?
1: They made this sound that this would be a really good deal that I could go anywhere, anytime I wanted to. That never worked out.
0: Timeshare lies. Thousands of timeshare owners know the feeling. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I worked for the largest timeshare company in the world. When I learned the truth about what they were selling, I quit my job and instead became the pioneer in helping folks get out of their timeshare contracts legally. I understand that trusting anyone after buying a timeshare is a difficult task. That's why I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing.
5: For a free information kit on how to cancel your timeshare, call Wesley Financial Group now, 800-605-5757, 800-605-5757,
0: 800-605-5757. Politics and religion. It's been said that you don't discuss them in mixed company, probably by someone who didn't really understand either of them. Why follow their rules? Detroit has two radio stations that shatter them. One documents the rebuilding of a great america while the other shares the promise of the infinite the patriot has all the great news about growing the economy and a strengthening nation faith talk detroit raises the soul and affirms the heart the patriot fm 101.5 and am 1400 and faith talk detroit on fm 92.7 and am 1500
2: All right, number to call, area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Our brother was uh, waxing eloquent, dealing with the book of Daniel, uh, where, and uh, hopefully this will uh, be uh, even more helpful to him, here in Daniel chapter 3, verse 19. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was uh, uh, wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. These three men were bound in their coats and hosen and their hats and other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fire. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took uh, up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, So in other words, the men that were taking them in burned, but as you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, they did not burn in this particular uh, situation. All right, then it goes on to talk about some other things. All right, but we've been looking here at uh, uh, a cult group and uh, gave you guys many clues, okay? Many clues. One I would have gave you probably would have uh, answered it for you, absolutely, where, and so I wanted to kind of save this one, but here it is. It says, The black man's gods. Right. This, is, this is one of the clues. I, I didn't give it to you because I thought it was too obvious. The black man's gods, according to the history, he, Allah, taught me, have all been the wisest. The black man's gods, okay? This is, this is from the nation of Islam, the nation of Islam. In fact, uh, a, uh, a false religion that is false on at least two fronts. First of all, it does not represent orthodox Islamic thought at all, okay? Uh, because Islam doesn't talk in this language, not world Islam. And definitely it contradicts uh, Christianity uh, with its idea of uh, many gods, polytheism, right? Yeah, but this is literally uh, the, the group uh, that we find uh, Wallace Fard uh, was in it. Now uh, it's led by Louis Farrakhan, right? A racist individual, by the way. And also one who believes in this false religion. The blacks, black man's gods, According to the history, he, Allah, taught me, have all been the wisest. 6,000 years ago, or to be more exact, 6,600 years ago, as Allah taught me, our nation gave birth to another God whose name was Ya'qub. okay? So this is absolutely a make-believe religion. Nothing to do with the truth at all. Uh, And as you can see, it is a racial religion, right? It's for black folks, uh, basically. It's a kind of uh, as a black man's religion, so to speak, all right? Racist in its approach, because uh, this is where the term comes from, the white man is the devil. In fact, Louis Farrakhan went even further than that. So never tell me that there's not such a thing as black racism, okay? Racism is racism. Whatever group uh, commits it, it's it's racism. And Louis Farrakhan teaches, and you can Google this and see, he says that... (laughs) The white man is only partially human, partially human. Wow. Okay. So that's what we're dealing with. My time is up. That's why we have Marcus. He don't even say anything. He just looks at me and start playing that music, gets that little smile on his face because he knows he's getting a chance to rest. Now, if you like this program, you want more of it, you need to support us. Send those donations to P.O. Box 05879, P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, Four eight two zero five. Make out those checks to Bible Bootcamp Ministries. Bible Boot Camp Ministries, that's what support, supports this radio program. We look forward to hearing from you, and we look forward to continue to talk about theology, apologetics, biblical studies, everything that has to do with the Word of God, raising up an army of apologists. That is my goal, and I thank you for calling. God bless you. See you next time.